Well, good morning. So I will say that uh, with the uh, sermon title being on the uh, billboard out here since Wednesday, uh, with the title of Biblical Giving, um, I'm sure some of you thought, well, perhaps he's reaching for my wallet already and I'm not even there. So, yes, we will talk about money, but there's a whole bunch more about giving uh, within our Christian walk. So I want to introduce you to uh, someone that we met while we were on vacation down at the Outer Banks, North Carolina, uh, this past year. And uh, the name of this dog is Amazing Grace. And this dog is owned by a 92-year-old Korean War veteran who knows he can't physically do a lot of things for the kingdom, but what he can do is he can take his therapy dog, Amazing Grace, into assisted living facilities, into nursing homes, and share the gospel at 92 years old. So, you have to understand that no matter your age, no matter where God has you in your walk, you are able to give back to him. The one who has saved you, you are able to give back at any time. In Colossians 3.23, it says this, and whatever you do, do it heartily as to the Lord and not to men. I was kind of impressed a couple weeks ago when we had our VBS here of the age difference of the teachers that were teaching and helping out during our VBS. And one of our teachers, I asked them how old they were, and they said they were 75 years old. And I was talking with them, and I said that, you know, I was, I was genuinely impressed that, you know, that, that they were here, and, and they were like, I'm still breathing. I'm still breathing. I'm still able to serve the Lord. So um, in, our, in America where we live, we are told so many times about live for those golden years. Don't, you know, th they, they want you to build up that nest egg to, to retire on. To build up that nest egg to retire on. I'm here today hopefully to, to change your mindset and, and, and instead of the word retire, I would like you to think of the word refire, refire. In other words, when you, when you do, when you're able to, if you will, retire from your place of work, refire, refire, go another direction. What does God, what is, what is driving you? What, what makes you tick? What, what can you do to serve the kingdom? What, what does a follower look like? What does a follower of Jesus look like? What, you know, a couple, couple uh, months ago, Josh, within our church, he, he preached a sermon, and, and the sermon title was, My Role Within the Church. My Role Within the Church. So in Matthew, Matthew 6, verses 2 and 3, these are the words of Jesus. This is in his, part of his Sermon on the Mount, and I'm going to read it to you, but it says, Therefore, when you do a charitable deed, 
Do not sound a trumpet before you as the hypocrites do in the synagogues and in the streets, that they may have glory from men. Assuredly, I say to you, they have their reward. But when you do a charitable deed, do not let your left hand know what your right hand is doing. In verses 2 and in verse 3, he repeats the same thing. He says, when you do a charitable deed. Now, Jesus is talking to followers of his. He is talking to believers of him. And he's saying, when you do a charitable deed. So it's expected as a Christian to do charitable deeds. So our money, our time, our talents, even our children are all gifts from him. And what he is doing is he is allowing us to be a steward of those resources. So let me, let me show you an example, if you will. So at the start of my day, at the start of my day, God wants to place $10 in each of my hands. And in this hand here, because I'm a steward of his assets that he gives me, in this hand here, I choose to place the $10 just like so in my hand. And I say, Lord, where do you want me to put this? How do you want me to spend your money? In this hand here, self-centered Daniel is going to go this. I'm going to hold on to that $10 bill, and it's mine. It is my money, and I will do with it whatever I want. Which hand can God place more in? Now, I'm not preaching the prosperity gospel here. Please hear me on that. But I have seen over my years of being a Christian, it's amazing how God can open up the floodgates at a moment's notice when you least expect it to just pour out his blessing. And, and, and the only reason that he will do that is because he's God. Only because we are his children and he loves us and he wants to show us that he loves us. But we have got to get out of this mindset and into this mindset. How, Lord, how do you want me to use the time with me? Last week, Tom Toon uh, talked about being a biblical counselor. A biblical counselor. Basically sitting down and hearing from someone their specific problems. And you use God's word and God's word only to handle that situation. I can tell you right up the street, there's a, there's a ministry called Someone to Listen to. And they are beyond overbooked. There is millions of people out there struggling, struggling, struggling to get a right perspective on things. And here we are as a church with the opportunity, is an opportunity to share God's word, right words, rights. Uh, uh, as a biblical counselor, it's just amazing how you can take God's word and pinpoint and take care of their problems. Not using your words, using his words. So we're going to talk about money to start. We're going to talk about money to start. On my end, I'll, I'll just do me. Okay, on my end, my transmission in my truck doesn't go out every day. My washing machine doesn't go out every day. 
but I have to be careful with my, fo- my, 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 uh, my finances on, on the little foxes. And what I mean by the little foxes, uh, uh, those that know me well, okay, know that when I'm driving down the road and I drive past a place that has soft pretzels for sale, for whatever reason, my truck takes an abrupt turn into the soft pretzel place, okay? And, and I didn't need that soft pretzel, but oh, oh, it was just, anyway, there's, one, there's another reason that there is not a bread machine in, in my home, okay? I just, I just, I just can't. So it's those little foxes that'll, that'll rob your finances. You've just got to watch for those little, little foxes. So how do we start in the right approach? Well, first of all, it's a leap of faith, and it's bathed in prayer. In Proverbs, and I know you've heard this before, Proverbs 3, 5, and 6, it says this, Trust in the Lord with all your heart, and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him, and he shall direct your paths. Do not be wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord and depart from evil. It will be health to your flesh and strength to your bone. Now, if you look at the start of that, there's the leap of faith where it says, trust in the Lord. And your prayer is in all your ways, acknowledge him. Just a little side note on your finances. Never, ever, ever live your finances out of someone else's pocketbook. That is absolute disaster. Don't be living your finances out of someone else's pocketbook. Chuck Swindoll says this, We are all faced with a series of great opportunities brilliantly disguised as impossible situations. So, how to give, what to give, your time, your money, your talents. Ask him, Lord, is this, is this too much for me? Am I, am, I serving, am I serving too much in this area, or can I do this? A lot of times, if it seems impossible, and he keeps tugging at your heart, more than likely, that's where he wants you to be. More than likely, that's where he wants you to be. Now we're going to talk about stolen property. Stolen property. Now, I can tell you from, from, from experience that it is entirely possible that there is a car in the parking lot today at our church that was stolen. I can tell you that it's entirely possible that someone is sitting here today in stolen clothing. Malachi 3, 8 and 9. Malachi 3, 8 and 9 says this. Will a man rob God? Yet you have robbed me. Would you say, in what way have we robbed you? In tithes and offerings. You are cursed with a curse, for you have robbed me, even this whole nation. I mentioned that it's entirely possible that someone drove a vehicle here today that was stolen. I was that man once. See, I knew that it was my responsibility to tithe. I knew that. But see, if I go to the car dealership and I need a car, which is a need, I get that, but I 
I didn't, at that point in my life, I didn't need the dull nickel. I wanted the shinier nickel. And see, if I forego tithing, if I forget God, notice what I said there, if I forget God, okay, if, if I forget God, what I can do is I can drive a shinier nickel into the parking lot out here. And I know you'll all be impressed that I drive a shinier nickel. So, we have to be always conscious that he is, he should, he should always get our first fruits, our first fruits in everything. In Malachi 3.10, the beginning of Malachi 3.10, it says, bring all the tithes into the storehouse that there may be food in my house. Now, I will say that uh, I've been here a little while and I want to I thank those people that in my mind's eye, what I call pay it forward. They were forward-thinking people. When I first uh, came here, uh, the parking lot that we had here was a little bit of pavement, mostly stone. And it went to about there. But praise the Lord, forward-thinking people said, well, maybe if we make a bigger parking lot, we'll get more people into the sanctuary. We can share the Lord with more people. And that worked. That worked. And then someone else said, well, if we're going to do that, let's build a pavilion so that way we can, we can share the gospel. And like last year during COVID, we were able to use the pavilion to meet outside, okay, and have, have a fellowship by the fire pit. So praise the Lord for forward-thinking people. And then on top of that, then came the playground. We say that children in here are, 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 are cared for and loved for, so we build a playground for them. Now, those are big ticket items, but just today, by the coat rack, I noticed that there was a bunch of snacks for the Bethesda mission that we're going to be going to later on this evening. This evening at 7 o'clock, down at the Bethesda mission, okay, we're going to be going down there to share the gospel with these people and forward-thinking people. They, don't, they haven't seen anybody from Bethesda mission yet. But they know that we are going there and we want to share the love of Jesus by going there and providing snacks and drinks for them. Another thing that, that we have done here is we purchased these $10 things called Evangi Cubes. And those Evangi Cubes are amazing. For $10, someone can, can eternally change the life of someone. For $10. When we put him first. It's amazing what he does for us. So let's look at the back half of Malachi 3.10. And it says, and try me now in this, says the Lord of hosts, if I will not open the windows of heaven for you and pour out for you such blessings that there will not be room enough to receive it. So I'll tell you a little bit about my take on this passage of scripture it's the only passage of scripture that I've ever seen where God says, try me. So, in my younger days, I used to play ice hockey. And I was okay at ice hockey in comparison to my younger brother, who was incredibly good at ice hockey. 
So my younger brother was on the Hershey Junior Icers, which at that time was a farm team for the Hershey Bears. And anyway, so I was able to, to play on, no kidding, a real ice rink. But I will tell you, from the moment that your skate hits the ice to the moment that your skate comes off the ice, it is full on. You need to be on your A game. And you also, I mean, it, it's, it's, it's incredibly intense physically, and it's incredibly intense mentally. And what happens is, now of course, this is before Jesus, just letting you know. So anyway, so, 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 so what you do with, with your opponent is, is you, you take your stick, while the ref's not looking, and you hit him right here. Hit him nice and hard. It hurts. Oh my goodness, does it hurt. And another thing, when you're playing on a real ice rink, it's surrounded by this plexiglass. And the plexiglass is designed that the puck does not come out into the, into the fans, but it's an awesome place to take your opponent into the glass. And so while you're taking him into the glass, you take it and you give him one in the ribs. You know what I mean? It works. Anyway, so what happens, what happens is as the game goes on, as the game goes on, after a while, it gets a little bit old. I mean, this same dude's constantly in my grill, this constantly, constantly, constantly. And then what happens next is what I call a throwdown. Okay, either the helmet comes off, but for sure the gloves come off. And when the glove comes off, it's time. It's time to get it on. That is what I see in this passage of scripture. Okay, God is saying to you and I, he's saying, you've tried, you've tried it your way all those years, and that's as far as it's gotten you. Why don't you try me? Why don't you try me and my methods? Why don't you, why don't you forget that other stuff, and why don't you come and why don't you try me and my methods and see if my methods work? I'm telling you, it, if you take this verse and you take it to heart, okay, it, it's, it is an absolute game changer in your everything. When you stop doing things your way and you start doing things his way, it's, it's just amazing what he can do with your life. Malachi 3.11. Malachi 3.11 says, And I will rebuke the devourer for your sake, so that he will not destroy the fruit of your ground, nor shall the vine fail to bear fruit for you in the field, says the Lord of hosts. Now I know today, in our day, we may not see a burning bush, you know, like in the Bible that talks about the burning bush and, and you see those, those miracles. And well, I'm here to tell you that the, the same God that was in that burning bush is the same God that's alive today. Okay. And he will, he will do miracles for you that are going to be uh, specifically designed for you. Just in this past week, Hurricane Ina came through here. The, the remnants of Hurricane Ina came, came through here. And this church itself, the building itself, I was here on Wednesday night and, and very little water in our basement, which is a huge praise compared to several years ago when the whole basement was totally flooded. And we go back a couple weeks uh, when, when we're at the, uh, when we're doing vacation Bible school and we have outside activities planned for vacation Bible school. And three, our first three days of our VBS, the storms went straight up till six o'clock 
the start time of our VBS. And at 6 o'clock, they stopped. Don't, 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 ever under, don't, don't ever sell God short of what he can and he cannot do. He is, I mean, he, he's, just, he's just amazing. When you, and you start looking for the evidence of him, it's, it's amazing. He will absolutely blow your mind. It says that he will rebuke the devourer for your sakes. Your cars will last longer. I know that's a material thing, but it's a needed material thing. Someone once told me that a car is an expensive necessity. And that's very true. But it seems like, for whatever reason, when we put our faith and our trust in him, things last longer. Also, unexpected blessings, they just, they just come. Someone will just give you something free. We're going to move on. We're going to talk about our time and our talents. Our time and our talents. In 2 Corinthians 8, 4, and 5, it says that we would receive the gift and the fellowship of the ministering to the saints, and not only as we had hoped, but they first gave themselves to the Lord and then to us by the will of God. They first gave themselves to the Lord, and then to us by the will of God. Inside your bulletins, inside your church bulletins, I asked that a list of East Shore Baptist Ministries, East Shore Baptist Ministries be placed in your bulletins. So, I don't know if you've looked at them yet or not, but you can gladly take them home with you and, and, and look at these, uh, these ministries that are listed. And anyway, I'm going, to, I'm going to pick out a ministry from each one of us that's, that's listed there. Like, for example, uh, myself, Tom, and John are, are in charge or overseers of ministries within the church. So, a really easy one to be involved with is the greeters. You're already here. You're already coming to church. Before I go any further, let me, let me talk to those people that are watching online. Okay. I have been where you are. This is to the online people. I know that you want to be here physically within this church. But because of your physical situation, in other words, you're taking care of your husband, you're taking care of your wife, you're in the hospital, you would love, you would give anything to be sitting in these chairs right now. I get that. You're taking care of your mom. You're taking care of your dad. That, to me, is one of the best ministries out there. I thank you for doing what you know to do, and that's taking care of your family. Thank you. Okay, I, 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 I couldn't skip that. I, I know who... Praise the Lord that people still care for their families. Back to the greeters. You're already here. You're already here. It's an easy ministry to be involved in. On my end, 
under myself, okay, if you have a green thumb and, and you want to be involved in the church, Heather uh, heads up the, 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 the terror keepers, and, and it's, it's an incredibly easy ministry to get involved in. You can come here whenever you so desire. Just, just get with Heather, and she'll give you a task of what you need to get done, and easy peasy. And then on Pastor John's end, um, I picked this one, and uh, it, it fits so well. The ch children's ministry. It's, it's one of the ministries here that is so incredibly rewarding. It's hard, but it's so incredibly rewarding. It's very refreshing. I can tell you that. It, the, children, the children will... The, the questions they ask you, I love questions, and the, the questions that the children will will will, uh, will ask you is is very very refreshing. It's just really cool. So here's my my thing to those that are thinking about uh, of, of saying no to the children's ministry. You, you you thought about it for a second. You're like, uh, it's children. So which would you rather do? Which would you rather do? Would you rather change? A third or a fourth grader? Would you rather talk to a third or fourth grader? Or would you rather try and change a 30 and 40 year old person? Which one is easier to talk to? So, we're going to move on. What does, a, what does a cheerful giver look like? What does a cheerful giver look like? In 2 Corinthians 9, 6 through 8, 2 Corinthians 9, 6 through this, uh, 6 through 8 says this, but this I say, he who sows sparingly will also reap sparingly, and he who sows bountifully will also reap bountifully. So let each one give as he purposes in his heart, not grudgingly or of necessity, for God loves a cheerful giver. And then verse 8 says this, and God is able to make all grace abound toward you, that you, having all sufficiency in all things, may have an abundance for every good work. If you look at verse 8 there, if you have your Bibles open, I would, I would recommend that you highlight the word all, because he's able to make all grace, all sufficiency, in all things, and you'll have an abundance for every good work. So, <clears throat> one of the things that I, I thought kind of interesting is that we picked our topics, Tom and I picked our topics about four months before this actual date because we knew that Pastor John would be taking uh, family leave during this time. And uh, how God's timing worked out is that, you know, I'm here I am talking about our financing and how to give back to the church. And then, uh, coincidentally, this uh, piercing word production starting of our, our financial thing is, is going to be uh, here on Wednesday night. I would highly encourage you, if you have the opportunity, to come here on Wednesday night and to hear um, 
uh, about this. It's, it's very uh, rewarding and, and so on. I have a note here uh, about a lady that when I was a little boy got involved in the uh, children's ministry. Her name was Ina Hartman. Ina Hartman. Ina Hartman was 91 years old, 91 years old, and she was my Sunday school teacher growing up. Always, I was always impressed that it, it, age, is not a, age is not a thing with, with God. You can, at, at any age, you can, you, you can proclaim him. Here's another thing. We'll go to the other side of the spectrum. Young ones. I've sat alongside of you. Some of you have taught. Try not to look at them. But anyway, uh, they have beautiful voices. I've heard them. Okay? I would love to see them up here. I would love to see the little ones up here. They're not little anymore, but, but, but you know what I mean? I would love to see them up here giving their gifts back to God. Last slide. So, this is amazing grace. Again, back to this gentleman, Korean War veteran. He appropriately named his dog Amazing Grace. I think if you, if you do a little reflection, if you do a little reflection on why we, why we give back to him is because of his amazing grace. If you think about, in our men's group this morning, I was just thinking about where I was going and God in his sovereignty allowed me to hit the wall incredibly hard but still lovingly picked me up where I was going and where I'm going now. When we realize of his amazing grace of what he has done for us, what wouldn't you do for him? What wouldn't you do for him? Now, I understand that we serve a personal Lord and Savior. And by that I mean he's going to speak to each and every one of us differently. And there's great beauty in that. We had talked about money. Some of you, he's asking for a higher percent than, than others. You know your financial situation. Some of you asking for more time than others. You know your time situation. Some of you are doing a fantastic job raising your arrows, your children. They are a blessing from him. Some of you need to work on that, and that's okay. I'm, I'm a firm believer in Psalm 150, verse 6, where it says, let everything that has breath praise the Lord. So if there's still breath left in you, you still have the opportunity to praise him. As our worship team comes forward, I want to just uh, close with this. Um, I will just say that when I picked this topic, I thought it would just be, if you will, I could just focus on one thing. But when, when we give to him, it's, it's huge. It, it, this covers everything. 
This covers a lot of things. I, I was telling uh, the people in, in our group this morning that I believe this could be a 10-part, 20-part series. There's, there's, there is, this, this topic is so vast and so deep. God knows where we are. So let's go to the Lord in prayer. Most gracious Heavenly Father, Lord, I thank you for... Just thank you, Lord, for all that you have done for us, all you continue to do for us. Lord, and thank you for allowing us to see you in our day-to-day. Lord, if there's someone here that does not know you, may they come to know you. Huh. Eternally changed. We love you, Lord. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen.